the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The following program is sponsored by Rosenthal Wealth Management. Larry Rosenthal is a registered representative offering securities and advisory services through Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, a broker, dealer, and registered investment advisor, member FINRA SIPC. Satera is under separate ownership from Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Rosenthal Wealth Management Group is located at 9265 Corporate Circle in Manassas, Virginia, and can be reached at 703-330-3100. Chris McKay is not affiliated with Satera Advisor Networks, LLC, nor Rosenthal Wealth Management Group. Bob Jones is an employee of Rosenthal Wealth Management Group and affiliated with Satira. It's time now for Making Money Sense, live with Larry Rosenthal. Larry is recognized as one of the nation's leading financial and retirement planners and is here to answer your questions right now. Author, speaker, and talk show host Larry Rosenthal is dedicated to teaching others financial stewardship from a biblical point of view. Call Larry now. Studio lines are open at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Making Money Sense is on the air. Well, welcome once again to the Larry Rosenthal Show, Making Money Sense. We've got some lines available for you. We have open night Saturday, every Saturday. And Larry's ready to take your phone calls. Good morning, sir. Welcome aboard. Well, good morning, Chris. And how are you this morning? So far, so good. So far, so good. I'm excited to find out what we're going to be talking about. I mean, I, I know wow. that uh, in the <laughs> metropolitan D.C. area where the show is based, uh, we could be talking about snow in just a couple of days. Yes, this is good. Yeah, yeah. well, there's people that like it and don't like it. So we'll, we'll just yeah. see how it comes out. But I think we're going to get a little bit of snow this weekend. So. Yeah. Have fun with it, right? Make make the best of it, that's for sure. That's right. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome to Making Money Sense. I'm Larry Rosenthal. I'd like to continue to welcome our longtime listeners on WAVA in the D.C., Baltimore area, as well as Sirius XM nationwide, coast-to-coast, border-to-border, family talk, channel 131 XM, and at TV on YouTube. That's right. You can go to YouTube and check us out, LarryRosenthal.tv. We're live streaming the show. We actually stay on air after the show's uh, over and uh, continue to answer your questions. So as Chris mentioned, it is Open Mic Saturday, which means any questions at all on your financial planning, on your estate planning, on taxes, mortgages, insurance, your investment accounts, whatever questions you may have. You know, if it's possible, if you get here a little bit early, you might hear a little bit about baseball, too, just so you know. This is true. Bob and I tried to uh, solve the baseball strike earlier today before we we (laughs) broadcast it live. But anyway, that was a debate that's going to continue, I think. So give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Tons to talk about, Chris. Just a truckload of information to talk about this week. You know, consumer price index this past uh, past week. We got the December reading, 
And it came in just as anticipated at 7%. 7%. Fastest pace of increase in inflation since 1982. Okay. Uh, price gains were broad-based. Autos, housing were some of the biggest ones. Um, and this was the third month in a row that inflation pressures have exceeded 6%. Big, big numbers. So we're at a 40-year high in inflation. Jerome Powell got confirmed this week to take on another uh, term at the Fed, which I think is good news, keeps things a little consistent. He said that the Fed is going to continue to work to bring down inflation over the next two or three Fed meetings uh, and try to do it in such a way that they don't stall out the economy too much. His feelings were that that prices seems like they're going to peak probably in mid-2022. So we could see inflation continue to uh, climb the first half of this year, peaking and then starting to subside a little bit down in the second half of the year, which is going to be a very interesting stock market, and we're going to break that down a little bit here. Uh, they're talking about, um, you know, we're, we're, the estimates now are between three and four price hikes. I'm sorry. Uh, rate hikes this year on interest rates, uh, and we'll just have to wait and see how this all plays out. But this is really going to play out a lot, and in, in, it's going to turn out to be 2022 sort of the tale of two stock markets. And, and what I mean by that is, is you know, how does it look in in um, in the, in the markets when you see interest rates starting to rise? What stocks get affected positively? What stocks get affected? negatively you know you can't time this market but but uh you know there it, it looks like that growth stocks are probably going to lag the first part of this year while value stocks tend tend to do well during a rising interest rate in, environment now the key here is that once inflation comes down and it's going to come back down either the fed's going to tap it down chris or it's going to come down naturally if we get supply back to demand levels equilibrium it'll definitely come back down then we're going to see growth sort of take the lead again. We've seen this exact narrative play out two times in 2021, where there was a rotation out of growth over to value and then back to growth uh, once inflation pressure subsided a little bit. Now we're, now we're dealing with the real player in, involved, in, and that is the Fed mm-hmm. with all of this. So it's going to be interesting, and don't try and time this thing. Make sure your portfolios are balanced, well-positioned, uh, based off of your risk and in this type of a market. And there's going to be some some choppiness still going forward. You know, the market's digesting all this news. We're having a policy shift. This is a major, major policy shift from the Fed. And the markets are going to be digesting it all out. So is it going to take eight months, 15 months, 12 months? But sooner or later, it's going to, it's going to work its way back out again. Hopefully it doesn't stall and we don't get stagflation or a recession. And that's what the Fed's going to try and do is sort of cascade us down into a soft landing. You know, the Fed's going to slow down price increases. And they're going to do it by slowing down the economy, by making monetary policy more tight, more hawkish, okay, pulling dollars out, raising the cost of capital by raising interest rates and doing other things. And so that's going to slow the economy down. The goal is to slow the economy down enough that prices start to stabilize and drop, 
without slowing the economy down too much that tips us into a recession. That's a soft landing. That's what the game is. That's what the objective is. We'll know sometime later this year, mid-year, you know, July, maybe September, we'll know exactly where we're at when it comes to all this. So, so make sure your portfolios are balanced. It's very important to take a good look at the positions you're in. This is going to be a stock picker's market, a sector allocation market this this particular year. Hey, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's go ahead and welcome Mark on the line from D.C. Good morning, Mark. How are you? Good morning, Larry. How are you? Thank you for your service. Sure. How can I help uh, you, sir? Hey, I've got a uh, quick question for you. I have worked in my own business for 20 years. Uh, didn't do as well as I thought I was. Uh, depleted my retirement. Just went back into corporate America. And I wanted to find out at 60 years old, what would you do? I still have the business. Business is uh, running slow, but, uh, you know, I've got an IRA there. And then I have the ability to do some retirement stuff with the corporation. What would you do to get back on track with retirement? Well, the first thing that I would do, Mark, is draw a line in the sand and see exactly what your definition of getting back on track is, Okay. Where are you right now? Take a look at your, your, your pension, your Social Security, your existing savings, what it costs to live each month. I'll send you out our financial planning toolkit, and that's what it'll do. It'll basically draw a line in the sand and say, hey, if I keep doing you know, what I've been doing so far, where am I going to be down the road? And it's going to offer a whole bunch of suggestions and options as to you know, make some changes on it. That's the first thing we need to do is take inventory. Then we need to start saving um, as best we can toward the the think in your mind's eye at some point down the road three five eight twelve years whatever it may be you're going to say okay now i'm totally done right and at that point pensions social security savings and investments are going to need to generate enough income to match what your estimated monthly expenses are and so that's the objective at this point to save toward that particular point in time understanding that that's how the investments need to be geared or built. So between now and then, you need to have sort of a, a growth orientation of your investments, capital appreciation, but make sure you keep an eye on as you approach closer to that time when you need income that they need to be slowly turned over to an income production type of a portfolio. So along the way, you're going to have growth, then you're going to have growth and in income, then you're going to have income and growth. In that, in that type of a scenario. Does that make sense? Absolutely. I'm looking forward to getting that package. Yep, absolutely. I'll tell you what, Mark, I'll go ahead and place you on a quick hold, and Bob will pick up and get your contact information. We'll have somebody reach out to you and get all this information out to you. Appreciate the phone call. If you listen to Making Money Sense, give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You know, speaking of retirement income, in a choppy market like this, let's pretend, you know, you, you decided to retire, you know, today. And, and you, you know, you've spent the last umpteen years growing your dollars, and now you're going to start withdrawing these dollars. You know, the rules of money change when you actually start to withdraw money. If you're withdrawing money in a down market, just do some simple math here, Chris. You know, if, if, if you're saying, hey, I'm going to take out 4%, of my account balance to live off of, but yet the market might be down 7%. You know, you got an 11% hit to that year's principal. So, so 
as you approach getting closer in time to needing your money, you need to have what we call a quiet bucket of money, money that doesn't have as much volatility as you know the pure stock market, balance funds, income production portfolios, that type of a scenario. So that during a down period, if you're in the need, the, the time frame to start withdrawing those dollars, you're taking it from that quiet pool, which doesn't have a lot of downside pressure to it. It doesn't have a lot of upside either, but it can sustain these withdrawals while time's taking care of the rest of the portfolio. It's very, very, you know, it, it's very important to understand this, especially since we're in a choppy market right now, that the rules of money change once you start to introduce uh, withdrawals on everything. Let's go ahead and welcome Donald from Virginia. Good morning, Donald. How are you today? Good morning, Larry. I'm doing fine. How are you? I'm well. How can I help you, sir? A question is on um, taxes on Social Security. Okay, so I'm single. My Social Security is going to be 24 a year. Plus, I'm thinking of taking another uh, 500 a month out of an Roth account, so a total of 30 a year. Would I pay taxes on that? You're not going to pay taxes on any of the Roth money, okay? Mm -hmm. And the taxation formula for Social Security is um, your adjusted gross income <clears throat> plus any tax-free municipal bond interest income mm -hmm. plus one-half of your Social Security benefit. If that number equals, for a single person, I think it's twenty-two dollars or $23,000 or more, then up to 85% of your Social Security check will be taxed at whatever tax rate you're at. So 15% of your Social Security check will be tax-free. The rest of it's going to be taxed, not at 85%, mm -hmm. but 85% of it will be taxed based off of what tax bracket you're in, 20, 25, whatever it may be. So, yeah, so it looks like you're going to have to pay a little bit of taxes on your Social Security income that comes in, okay? And I, I can't – I don't have the tax sheet in front of me. I don't remember – the exact number for singles, but it's twenty-two or twenty-three thousand dollars is what that threshold number is. And it sounds like to me that that you're, that you're going to be there uh, or pretty close to it. So, um, you know, I could do an we we can do an analysis for you on that, uh, taking a look at everything else because you do have some, some deductions too that comes along with that. So, so it may not be as taxing as what I just described, but but mm -hmm. but that's the formula. To, to get there with it all. That, does okay. that help? Yeah, it's just that that website's kind of confusing. I thought if, if it's 25 and below, you wouldn't pay taxes whatsoever. Okay. Well, you know what, Don? I, I tell you what, I've got a document that explains that whole thing and gives you the formula. I'll send it out to you next week if you like, okay? Okay, I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah, I just don't have it right here in the studio <laughs> with me to, uh, to memorize. You know, hey, can't memorize the whole tax code, right? <laughs> but I came pretty close there. So I'll tell you what, I'll, I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, and we'll send you out the, the uh, I guess, the packet on taxation of Social Security, okay? Okay, thanks. Yep, let me put you on a quick hold here. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Dial us up at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. Let's welcome Josh on the line from Illinois. Good morning, Josh. How are you today? Good, man. How are you? I'm well. I'm well. How can I help hey, you? I got a two-part question. Uh, my wife and I, our income exceeds uh, being able to do IRAs, so the Roth IRAs. Um, so my question is, I don't fully understand the backdoor IRA, the backdoor okay. Roth. I'm not sure if that's something that we should look into 
or if that's something we should just pass up with our financial advisor and just continue investing. And then my second part to that question is uh, preparing for retirement. I'm 44, so preparing for my retirement and my wife's retirement. Do you recommend uh, counting fully as Social Security being there um, at the 100% benefit whenever you're planning, or do you plan uh, that you might get half of that? or Because you hear people talk that it may or may not be here or you may get less benefit. When planning, do you keep that in mind at all, or is that just extra on the side in case something should happen with that? Sure. Well, let's go. Two good questions. Let me tackle the Roth first, and then I'll come back on the Social okay. Security planning question, okay? So the back mm-hmm. door of the Roth, just for people to, to understand this, when you want to make a contribution to a Roth IRA, there are income limits. And if your income exceeds a certain amount, you're not eligible to make a contribution to a Roth IRA. But you are still eligible to convert money to a Roth IRA. So income earners that exceed that threshold number, you can make a a, a, a contribution to a traditional IRA that's not tax deductible. And then you simply convert it to a Roth IRA. Therefore, you're able to make your donation into the – not donation, your contribution into a Roth IRA that way. Okay? So it's very, very simple to do. Now, part of tax legislation that did not pass was they wanted to get rid of that, okay? So it's still on the books now. You can still do this, all right? So it's a way that you can, as a high-income earner, still continue to put money into a Roth IRA. Now, upon that conversion, there's something called a pro rata rule. If you have other IRAs, Josh, that, that are already existing, there's a little bit of math that you have to do because 100% of your conversion may not be tax-free. You may end up paying taxes on a, on a few hundred dollars of that conversion based off of if you have any other IRAs out there. And I'll be happy to send you that, that, that um, uh, formula to break it down for you so you can do the math and see exactly where it is. But to answer your question more direct, no, you should not blow it off. You should continue, if you have the ability to save, you should continue to put money on this tax-free ledger down the road. You said you're in your mid-40s or something like that. Think about this in your mind's eye. At some point down the road in your retirement years, you may have two buckets of money, money that you can pull out tax-free and money that you can pull out that's never been taxed, so you have to pay taxes on it, right? Imagine if you had all of your money in pre-tax, you're going to be subject to your standard of living based off the tax code through your retirement years. So there are a lot of financial advisors out there that say always put money pre-tax because you get a tax deduction today. There's also a lot of financial advisors out there that say, no, no, don't do that. Always put it on the Roth side. I'm in the middle. I like to have balance. I recognize you need to have a tax deduction today. But I also see many, many clients wishing they had more money in Roth IRAs in their retirement years, okay? So I like to have what we call tax allocation strategy. Let's take a look at how you're saving money, you and your wife, in your 401K plans. Is it pre-tax or is there Roth money there, right? So you can actually max out your 401K all on the Roth side and continue to do the backdoor Roth if you wanted to do that. 
So one of the things that we do in our firm with our clients is we do a tax allocation exercise. We'll sit down with you. It takes about really seven minutes to do. It's not hard. And we'll just look at where all of your money is and say, hey, hey, Josh, you and your wife have, you know, 92% of your money that's never been taxed before, right? And we know going forward that your retirement plans, your employer matching is always going to put it on the pre-tax side. So if they're matching, say, 3%, you know you're getting 3% on the pre-tax side all along the way. Maybe you want to start filling up your buckets on the Roth side a little bit to get some equal balance in in taxable and tax-free money in retirement years. But at the same time, we have to take a look at your current tax situation and go, you know what, maybe we need more of a deduction this year because of your income levels. So it's a year-by-year balance mix on what you want to do on your contributions to your retirement plans. But at the same time, please continue to do the backdoor of the Roth as long as it's on the books and you're eligible to do it from a savings perspective, okay? And I'll send you out info on all of that if you like. Second question regarding Social Security. When we work with clients, our firm, we work with financial plans. You can actually go to my website, LarryRosenthal.com, and there's a video right there that shows, um, um, you know, what a financial plan looks like. And we do include Social Security in there. So, so my, you know, opinion on Social Security is this: it's funded until 2030, yeah, 2032, right? <clears throat> and in 2032, if nothing's done. Then the, then the suggested model is in order to fund it for another 50 years to 2082, everybody on Social Security at that point has to take a 30% reduction, and then it'll fund. I don't see that happening. I don't see people standing up and going, okay, yeah, well, we accept that, right? What I do see is at some point between now and 2032, the president and Congress trying to figure out how to fix this. And I think it's going to get fixed right before we get to that year, right? Because there's just not a lot of political backbone to fix it now, right? It's so far down the road into the future, but it's really not. So, you know, fixing Social Security is a math problem. It's, It's woven into the fabric of our nation. It's going to continue to be there. It may be in a different different form. They may just draw a line in the sand and say, all those that are on it, your program doesn't change. Everybody who's this age and younger, here's your new program. They may give us a new program, right? Or they may just decide to reduce benefits, increase taxes, change this, that, and the other. There's a lot of different things that they can tweak, a lot of different levers that they can play around with. They just have to have the political muscle to do it and pass it, and that's what it's going to come down to at 2032. But I would include it in your financial plan, definitely. Something will be there. Okay. Okay? That's awesome. Yep. Let me put you on hold, Josh, and we'll send you out information on backdoor Roth IRAs, Roth conversions, and the importance of tax allocation strategies and things like that, okay? I really appreciate it, man. Thank you very much. Absolutely. Have a great weekend. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Faye on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Faye. How are you this morning? Good morning, Larry. This is Faye. I enjoy your show every morning. And I am calling in because I am a three-year widow. And I just found out that I need to receive my husband's pension. And I wanted to find out, would it be better for me to put that in a Roth account, or should I split it up and try to put part in the Roth and part in um, a matching, um, my um, employee matching retirement account, which is about 2%. (laughs) 
Well, Faye, I'm sorry to hear about your, your, your husband's passing, okay? And when you say that you're going to receive his pension, are you going to receive a lump sum or monthly payments? I'm going to accept a lump sum because I expect to be working 10 more years. So that lump sum is going to come to you in the form of an IRA, pre-tax IRA. So if you go to convert a piece of that into a Roth, then you just have to pay taxes on that conversion since that money's never been taxed before. So what I would okay. do is, is what mm -hmm. I would do is sit down and just take a look at how much money it is, and then if you convert it, where you're going to get the money to pay the tax from? Because I don't want you to take it out of the converted money because you'll be investing less dollars. Okay, and so um, here, here's my basic rule of thumb when it comes to Roth conversions. Everybody who has an IRA should look to see if you should convert a piece of it or all of it. That doesn't mean you should run out and do it, but we've got to step through a math program on this because it's going to, there's a break-even point down the road based off the conversion amount of money that you, that you convert. And then there's also the price that you, you keep by not converting. Because think about it. If you convert $10,000 and now you have to pay, let's say, 3000 in taxes, well, the other side of the math, Faye, is, well, what happens if you don't convert it and you just decide to invest that $3,000? Maybe you invest that into a Roth IRA and you have the, the 10000 regular and the 3000 in the Roth. So we've got to sit down and look at four or five different scenarios to tell you if you should or, or should not convert that money into, this, into the Roth. And if you want, I'll be happy to have someone reach out to you and step you through that math equation to see what's in the best interest of what you want to try to do. I would like that. Okay, well, let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, and then we'll give you a, a phone call next week and have someone set up a time to, to, to help you out with it. So let me put you on hold. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Keep the phones ringing. Give us a call at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. You're, you're, well, ah, I'm tongue-tied, Chris. There we go. We're going to take a quick good. break here. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense. Listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions at 855 Rose 123. That's 855 767 3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. still too many countries that give little or no assistance to disabled children. In third world nations, these children could be left alone while parents try to eke out a living. About 10 years ago, residents of Prince William and Fauquier counties in Virginia formed Children with Disabilities Fund International. It focuses on the needs of disabled children. 
CDFI's current work in Jamaica and Kenya supports about 300 disabled children and their families. For some of these children, they're getting the care they need for the first time in their lives. CDFI recently began an individual child sponsorship program in an effort to better meet the needs of these disabled children. To choose your child to sponsor, go to thecdfi.org. That's thecdfi.org. Your gift will help transform not only a disabled child's life, but the lives of their parents and of the surrounding community. Go to thecdfi.org. Make a difference. Go to thecdfi.org. And here's another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. So many different ways to invest money. Lump sum deposits, buy and hold, market timing. How about dollar cost averaging? Put the same amount of money into the same investment at every interval, whether it's monthly, quarterly, annually, whatever it may be. This gives you the greatest opportunity to get the average price over the long term of the investment because one of the secrets to creating wealth is the acquisition of shares. You want to keep buying more and more shares over time. On the flip side, when you're in your retirement years and you want to distribute dollars to yourself for income, do the same thing in reverse. Dollar cost average out during your retirement years. Nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show. 855-767-3123 is the phone number to call. 855-ROSE-123 to talk to Larry Rosenthal right here in studio with us today. Larry? Sure, Chris. Let's just keep these phone calls coming in. Let's welcome Annie on the line from Maryland. Good morning, Annie. How are you? Good morning. I'm doing gratefully well. Um, I'd like to know um, what is the where what is the where is the best place to start retirement savings? I never had one. I just turned sixty five. I know it's late, but I do want to start putting money aside for however many more years I have. Annie, the first thing we need to do is just take a look at your cash flow. Are your is your income that you have coming in meeting your expenses each month? Okay, that's the first thing. And then if there's excess dollars then I want you to start building money up into the bank account until you have a few months, you know, three, four, maybe five months worth of savings in your account that could cover your monthly expenses should somehow your income stop or, or get reduced. Then after that, then we start building money into uh, investment accounts and things of that nature. And I can send you out our financial toolkit, and that will get you started on doing an inventory of those questions. And then we can have someone give you a follow-up call to help you along those lines. But that's really the basis. That's the starting point of this project and where we have to look at, okay? Okay. That sounds good. All right, absolutely. Let me go ahead and place you on hold. I appreciate the phone call. We'll have someone reach out to you next week with the toolkit and then get you started on doing the math and taking a look at building this out for yourself. So I appreciate the phone Thank call. Thank you. I appreciate that so much. Yep. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Let's welcome Dada on the line. Good morning, Dada. How are you? Yeah. 
Hello? Yes, uh, I was just by chance um, listening to your program at 105.1 FM. And I am also a financial planner. Um, but uh, there are other ways where we can maximize uh, people their retirement uh, savings. So I would prefer to set an appointment with you and show you so that we can uh, apply this to um, your customers or your clients. Is that okay, sir? Well, Dara, I'm always happy to learn some things, and maybe I can teach you some things as well. So uh, I'll put you on hold, and Bob will get your contact information, and we'll set up something next week. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-312. Check us out on LarryRosenthal.tv. You can see us streaming the show live uh, right there. And go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Follow us on Facebook. Sign up for our newsletters. They're free. We send out a weekly market commentary. It's very important and insightful at this time when the markets are pretty choppy. So i got to tell you something. You know, I was out to dinner with some friends recently, and one of my friends started telling me, you know, well, it's, it's January, and, and, um, and she was saying, you know, I, 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 I discovered something, and, and we were talking about radio subject topics and things like that, and, and she came up with this great idea, and I'm like, wow. And I, I, I actually did it a little bit last night myself, and I'm like, oh, my gosh. Is yeah, it yoga? I, wait, wait. I see exactly what you're talking <laughs> what about. Yeah, it was a, it was a, one of those moments, Chris. So, <laughs> you know, let's set the stage first here. You know, Malachi 310, the Lord says, bring the whole tithe into your storehouse, that there will be food in my house. Test me in this, says the Lord Almighty, and see if I will not throw open the floodgates of heaven and pour out such blessings that there will not be room enough to store it. You know, so so where does that put us? What does that mean? God owns it all, right? There's no doubt about it. And and so she was talking about, you know, doing a, a, a financial, a, a, a New Year's financial yeah, well. resolution. I said, well, what, is, what does it look like? What are you telling me? And she said, you know, I started looking at some di- different things on auto pays on my credit card. You know, and, and over the years, think about this. You know, you download an app or you sign up for a program and you just very, you know, it's only eight bucks a month or whatever it may be. And you put it on your credit card and it's auto pays. And then a few years later, you take a look at everything and you realize, you know what, I'm, I'm not using that anymore. I'm not doing this anymore. And, and I thought, you know, what a great lesson because at this point in 2022, think about how many things you've downloaded or signed up for and it's so easy to do over the last several years that you have $5 a month or $11 a month or whatever it may be sitting there on your credit card and you're, and you're sitting there going and you're going, you know what, I don't use that service anymore. I don't use that app anymore. I don't do those programs anymore. I don't need to be a member of that website anymore. So check it out. Go take a look at it and let's get some stewardship going on on some of the loose ends of what we signed up for on these auto pays on our credit cards or auto drafts right out of our checking accounts on programs that we're not using anymore. And uh, she actually told me she's going to save a couple hundred dollars a year by by stopping this app that, that her and her daughter used years ago and they don't use anymore. And I thought, you know what, that's just a brilliant little tip to really take a look at it. And, and uh, I know a lot of people are laughing out there, okay, but but trust me, it could be you. 
right? And and just you know just check out what's on what's on that credit card there. So thought it was some great advice the other night. Anyway, let's welcome Nikki on the line from Pennsylvania. Good morning, Nikki. How are you? Doing well. Just trying to stay warm. <laughs> yes, yes. It happens every time this year. Yep. I don't blame you. Yep, yep. So um, I'm 57. My husband is 71. He, of course, is retired. Um, and it, we just are not money-wise in knowing what we should do with the future. And I just wondered if you had a resource where I could go educate myself. What is a Roth IRA? What is this? What is that? Yes. So, so Nikki, you know, this is not a, you know, um, you know, put the Band-Aid on and stop the bleeding type of thing in 24 hours. <laughs> to answer your question, it's a lot of research and understanding over the years and education. So here's the way that we're going to go about doing this. First thing that we're going to do is take an inventory of what your goals are. What do you want to try to accomplish, okay? That's the most important thing for you and your husband to sit down and figure out, you know what? What does my retirement look like? My husband's retired. What does mine look like? Do we want to stay in this house? Uh, what about inheritances? What about our guaranteed cash flow coming in each month? How are our investments working for us? Do we have too little or too much money in the bank? How do we reduce debt if we have any? Do we want the home paid for? What's our tax scenario? All those types of things. So basically, you need to sit down and talk about your goals, your time frames, how much risk you're willing to take, what your cash flow scenario is, and your vision of retirement planning. What does your vision look like for your retirement standard of living, your lifestyle together, right? That's the most important thing that we start off with was just a goal type of a conversation. Then we take an inventory of what you have, right, of your assets, liabilities. What does it look like your, your propensity to save over the years? What about debt reduction if there's debt? All that type of stuff goes into that inventory conversation, right? Then we can sit down and say, okay, now here's the lay of the land. How does this look? Now let's start taking a look at, oh, by the way, Let's get some professional eyes on this. I might say, hey, you know what? You're eligible to put money into a Roth IRA, and this, these are the advantages for you, and this is how it works. Or maybe we should look to rebalance your 401K plan, and these are the reasons why. This is what I see there. Or maybe we should look to accelerate debt payments on your home or your credit card or whatever it may be. Or, yeah, you're going to buy a car you know, in the next three years, we've got to make sure that we're saving for that. You know, all these different things go into the financial plan. As far as the education on what is a Roth IRA, what is a, a, a you know, a stock income portfolio look like, all that kind of stuff, you, you, you can go and, and read volumes and volumes on all that type of things. You know, I have, I have, a kit that basically breaks down every product, every strategy that's in the financial planning thing. So if you said, what is a Roth IRA? I can send you out information on the comparative analysis between traditional IRAs, non-deductible IRAs, Roth IRAs, you know, 10, 12, 15 pages. Boom, there you are. If I can, if you want to see the difference between ETFs and mutual funds, I can send you out a bunch of literature on all of that and how it all works. But all of that is really secondary 
to what your objectives are. That's the most important thing. Then get a set of professional eyes on it. And if you want, we'll be happy to send you out our financial planning toolkit. And that's going to start. Uh, basically, what I just described to you is our financial planning toolkit, Nikki. It, it'll get you started on that inventory and the whole goal conversation. That's where I would start. And then we can have someone follow up with you and give you uh, you know, a conversation on your stuff or, or, or speak to somebody. But, but at this stage, I, I'm not sure that you would want to spend the length of time in months and years getting educated on the entire industry before you start making action because you need to start getting that action. So you need to get with a trusted you know, financial advisor to start guiding and directing you. And you can always get second opinions on things. So that's, that's the way that I would approach it at this stage, and I'm all for – you getting as educated as possible. I love it when clients read and stuff and get educated. It makes for for interesting, uh, more in-depth conversations um, and things like that. But I don't want you to procrastinate until you feel comfortable that you know the whole industry because that's not that's going to take a long time. Does that make sense? Yes, it does. Yep. So if you want, I'll put you on hold, and, and Bob will get your, your information, and we'll send you out our toolkit. And we'll have someone give you a follow-up uh, phone call and get you started on that whole road. How's that sound? Oh, thank you so much. That's wonderful. Absolutely. Appreciate the phone call. And, hey, go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and uh, sign up for our newsletter. We send out weekly market commentary there, and we also send out an educational piece once a month. So that might be a, a, a nice way for you to get started. Plus, on our website, we have a, a library of articles and resources that, that breaks down a lot of these different products and services and things. So that's a good spot for you to start. Let me put you on hold, Nikki. I appreciate the phone call. Stay warm this weekend, and we'll have Bob get your information. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. With any of your financial planning, estate planning questions, what's going on in the markets, the economy, things like that, you know, where where are we? What's going on? You know, um, you know so, so some of the questions that that um, well, I've just got a whole lot of stuff to talk about here, Chris. Today, we need to stay on for another hour. You okay. know, I just I, I well, we can whole, YouTube. You know, well, yep, not, bought a whole not. bunch into the into the system. Yep, so or in the studio this morning. So, but anyway, you know. So, 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 love the questions. Keep them coming. You know, it's is this is our time to 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 answer your questions on whatever it may be that that's on your mind today. Again, eight five five Rose one two three, eight five five seven six seven three one two three. So let's pivot a little bit here and just talk about some basics in estate planning. You know. There's three phases to financial planning. There's the accumulation phase. There's the distribution phase when you're pulling dollars back to yourself. And then there's the estate planning phase or the legacy phase. This is when you're going to pass your assets on to who. So what's the purpose of estate planning? Why do you need it? Why, why is it there? There's two purposes. One, while you're alive, you need estate planning. And two, when you go to heaven, you need estate planning. So why you're alive? What do you mean, Larry, why you're alive? Well, what happens if, if you become incapacitated or you can't make decisions anymore? You need some estate planning. You need, you need somebody to, to oversee, to be a power of attorney, you know, things like that. And then what happens when you pass one day? You know, what's the story with that, you know? Uh, you want to make sure that, that assets 
go to who you want them to go to, when you want them to get there, how you want them to get there, you know, and and make everything as tax efficient as possible while you're alive and what, when you pass, right? So so what's the story there? How does this really look? You know, <clears throat> what's important to you about your assets? You know, what's important to you about money? You know, are you getting the value out of life from your from your assets? You know, estate planning here. How are we going to go about passing assets on? What's the what's the protocol? What's the math? What's the formula behind all of this? First thing again, starting with your inventory. Let's take a look at a beneficiary audit. You know, I was working with somebody earlier this week. Uh, just you know, we said, hey, you got to do a beneficiary audit. Oh, everything's fine. I know where to. You know, everything is. Let's just do it, you know. So reached out, found out at some other at some of the other institutions, the beneficiaries weren't quite filled out correctly. Uh oh. So make sure that's correct. Make sure that you do a complete beneficiary audit. Don't just say, "Oh yeah, I know it's fine." Please, because these companies update their software from time to time too. And you know, has there ever that been a the software card glitch? Too, isn't it? That is the big trump card. It is. Has there ever been a glitch in, in software somewhere? Well, there <laughs> Once could have been, while, yeah. right? Yeah, so so my point is, you know, it's the beginning of a new year. Do a beneficiary audit. Pull out your beneficiary forms. Reach out to your institutions where your retirement plans are, where your, your you know, whatever it may be is, your mutual funds, your stocks, your ETFs, whatever it is, and find out who your beneficiaries are right now. Okay, that's one of the first things you want to do. Second thing you need to ask the question is, is you know, what happens if, if you become incapacitated? Do you have documents in place for someone to be able to make medical decisions for you, make financial decisions for you? Uh, what happens if you pass? Where do you want your assets to go? How do you want them to get there? You know, those are some of the questions that we need to do. If, if you want to get a start on this, we have a, a what we call a basics in estate planning kit that focuses on all of this. It's probably, you know, 10, 12 pages long or so, but it's called Basics in Estate Planning, and it goes over the different types of, of trust, you know, a, a revocable living trust, beneficiary forms, per capita, per stirpes, things like that, you know, um, a, and, and it really takes a good, solid look at it all and really gives you a basis on which to start having these fundamental estate planning questions. I've actually done webinars on these before, and and um, you know you get a lot of lot of questions uh, go, going on because this is one of the most well I call it overlooked areas. You know, almost almost like a financial blind spot, not quite, but some of the overlooked areas that people neglect. And, you know, titling. How do you title? How are your, all of your accounts titled? The way your accounts are titled will depend on the taxation once you're done with it. So you really got to take a good look at all of this. So if you're interested in getting the basics in estate planning toolkit, give us a ring eight five five Rose one two three, or simply just go to my website LarryRosenthal.com and just send us off an email and say, Hey, I'd like to get a copy of the estate planning basics toolkit. Be happy to send that out to you. I see we got to take a quick break here, Chris. We'll be back in a moment with more Making Money Sense, the Larry Rosenthal Show. Dial us up with any of your questions at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. We'll be back in a moment. I'm Larry Rosenthal. You are listening to Making Money Sense live with Larry Rosenthal. Phone lines are open for your retirement and financial planning questions 
at 855-ROSE-123. That's 855-767-3123. More Making Money Sense in a moment. another Money Minute with Larry Rosenthal. We've all heard the more risk you get, the more opportunity there is for growth in returns in your investments. However, can you have too much risk in your investments so that you get diminishing returns? You can only water ski behind one boat at a time. Make sure your risk-adjusted return is aligned with your investment objectives. Nationwide and coast to coast from sea to shining sea. Call now, 855-767-3123. That's 855-ROSE-123. Live from the nation's capital, this is the Larry Rosenthal Show. Welcome back to the Larry Rosenthal Show, 855-767-3123. To talk to Larry Rosenthal, don't forget you can also listen to us and watch us on LarryRosenthal.tv. Hey, I heard, Larry, you're, you're planning some more uh, webinars. We were talking about education a few minutes ago, right? You've got some of those. We are, yep. We're getting ready to roll out our, our, our series here, and uh, so stay tuned. We'll make some announcements on that pretty soon. And uh, just putting the final touches on it now. Uh, very excited about it. So uh, we'll probably have some announcements next week on it all, very on good. some dates and things like that. So stay tuned for it. If you want to get on the early list, go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com. Just sign up for our newsletter. Everybody that's on that will uh, get a, get an invite. There's no cost for them. They're free. Uh, they last about an hour. They're a lot of fun. Uh, so, so uh, you know, we're, we're just about – done with it all here putting it all together we're gonna have a whole series of things coming out pretty soon so lots of fun with all of that uh with with everything you know we were just talking about basics in estate planning and and one of the most uh, uh interesting questions that i see in working with clients and their attorneys and stuff like that on estate planning is the concept of bloodline protection you know uh, what happens when you pass assets down to the next generation? It, do you want to make sure that it always stays in only your bloodline? What happens if there's a premature death of someone in your bloodline, God forbid, or a divorce or things like that? You know, these are questions that you've got to ask. These are questions that you've got to be thinking about when it comes to, you know, who's going to get what and when and how and things like that. So there's a lot that goes involved with all of this. And again, if you want to get a copy of the Basics in Estate Planning Toolkit, give us a ring, 855-ROSE-123. Or again, just go to our website, LarryRosenthal.com, and you can go ahead and, and ask for it and be happy to, uh, to do that for you, send it out to you. Let's welcome Becky on the line from New York. Good morning, Becky. How are you today? Good morning. Good. How can I help you today? a 401k plan through my employer and I'm getting ready to relocate to another state um, so I won't be working for them anymore so I'm not sure what to do with this 401k plan whether to transfer it over to an RA or wait till I have another job which offers a 401k and then transfer it to that new uh, 401k I'm not sure what to do well, let's break that down for you, Becky. It's a great question, and and there's a handful of choices that you can do. One, you can keep it where it is if they allow you to do that. Um, 
Two, you can move it to your new employer if they allow you to do that. Three, you can pull it out and spend it. Maybe taxes and penalties might hit you. You can also convert it to a Roth IRA if you wanted to, but then you have taxes on that conversion as well. So, And then the, the last one is what you just mentioned, roll it over to your own IRA. So there's a lot of advantages to doing that. You, you end up with, with um, uh, you, a lot of times you can invest not only in what's inside your own 401k or similar to that, but, but a lot of other investment choices as, as well. It gives you flexibility and portability. Also think about this too, if you wanted to make a contribution in excess of your new employer's 401k plan, you can't contribute back to your old employer's plan because you're not there. So having an IRA, will enable you to make additional contributions as well. Um, so most people go ahead and put it into their own IRA because if you think about it, in your new employer's plan, you're going to be investing in what the best choices are there. What happens if they're very similar to your old employer's plan? Now you've got all of your money in sort of the same spot, but it's in two different programs. By putting the money into your own IRA, you can invest diversified around where you're going to be saving the majority of your yearly money anyway in the new 401k plan. So that's what a lot of people end up doing is rolling it over to their own IRA account, okay, after you look at all the examining the fees and all that kind of stuff on it all, uh, and go from there. So that's usually what happens. If you like, I'll, I'll send you out uh, information on all of those different choices right there and have someone help give you a call and help you break it all down. Would that be okay? Yes, I will appreciate that. Thank you. Okay. I, it sounds like you're driving. Let me put you on hold, and Bob will get your, some quick contact information from you, and we'll go ahead and give you a, a ring next week and send you out that information. Okay, Becky? Okay, thank you so much. Have a great day. Absolutely. You too. Appreciate the phone call. You're listening to Making Money Sense. Give us a ring at 855-ROSE-123. Let's go ahead and welcome Paul online from Texas. Good morning, Paul. How are you? I'm great. Thank you for taking my call. Yes, sir. Hey, How can I help you? My question, my question has to do with where the uh, spouse died with a dirty will. So in Texas... Everything that when someone does that, has been married for quite quite some time, it automatically just goes to the living spouse. Now, <clears throat> when you set up a will and a trust, do you set up a will that's going to divide the property for her estate or what would be her estate and then for your estate? And then how would you drive it into the... Uh, trust and how would it control it and what are the what are the precautions that you need to take and to be on the kind of the secure side because I'm not a kid I'm 82 and I'm just now having to figure this out so I need some well, help in many yeah. ways and I know that annuities would be one place to put the money but then again I'm not so sure either with what's going on up in DC you know well, first thing, Paul, is is the estate planning arena, wills and trusts and beneficiary forms all working together enables you to state how you want things to pass. And the best thing that I would suggest at this point is to just sort of get out a piece of paper and write down what your what your assets are and next to them who you want to get those assets and how you want them to get those assets. 
as far as putting investments in annuities or stocks or whatever, that's secondary at this point. We need to take an inventory of what your assets are and who currently owns them. In other words, how are they titled? You know, maybe the house is in just your name or it's in you and your spouse's name or your, your investment accounts in, in your name or your spouse's or joint. We need to know all of that, okay? Um, so listen, uh, here's and, and, and uh, we're going to get you set up with an estate attorney in Texas also. But here's what I got to do. I got to put you on hold because I've got about 45 seconds left before we get cut off the air. And I'm going to pick you back up as soon as I close out the show, okay? So, so Paul, let me put you on hold real quick, and I'll pick you right back up in about 35 seconds now. Edward, oh, I see you're on the line, too. I'll, I'll stay in studio afterwards and answer your questions as well. So, hey, check out my website, LarryRosenthal.com. Sign up for our newsletter. Follow us on Facebook. Uh, as well as um, if you want any of the information today, send us off an email at LarryRosenthal.com. You can still continue to watch us broadcast this morning at LarryRosenthal.tv on YouTube. We'll continue with the show. So for Bob in the back answering the phones, great job. And Chris McKay, I'm Larry Rosenthal. Have a wonderful week. We'll be back next Saturday with another. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.